Will you please stand with us? We'll sing our call to worship from Psalm 116. he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy because he has inclined his ear to me therefore I will call on him as long as I live gracious is the Lord and righteous our God is merciful the Lord preserves the simple when I was brought low he saved me For the Lord in the land of the living. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. together. Lord, we give you thanks that you have gathered us on this special night to remember the, the work of, of your son. We thank you for the, the wonder that we can ask, you know, who is our God? And the story of 
the Exodus, the story of the Passover, the story of this table, it tells us our God is one who is faithful, one who remembers his people, one who has steadfast love. That you are a God that shows a strength that's greater than the powers of the world. And that you delight in remembering your people, even in their bitterness and in their weakness and in their cries for help, Lord, that that's where you come. To fight on their behalf, to release them from the bondage of the world, to give them new names that they belong to you and that they walk in your ways. And so, Lord, as we come here this evening, Lord, let us find and rest in you, Lord, the one who remembers your people, the one who in Christ entered into our bitterness and into our suffering, into our cries to bring liberation and new life. We give you thanks. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bitterness remembered, Exodus 6, 2 through 9. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. We're invited to confess our sins together and to sing together and then have time a personal lament and confession. I invite you to join together in our confession. Lord, we know the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity. We pray that in the pain of this world and our own brokenness, we may not turn our hearts away from you, our God. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus, you have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You were pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon you was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with your wounds we are healed. Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Amen.
is the God of the Exodus, the God of this table, the God of Christ, invites us to bring our lament and our confessions to him. So let's take a moment of quiet to bring our personal prayers to God. Lord, we give you thanks that you are a God who hears the cries of your people. We thank you that our hope is not in our strength or in our perseverance, but in the work and love and grace of Christ. And so we give you thanks that we can come to your throne of grace in the name of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand that we can... Hear these words of assurance from John chapter 1. John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Well, as Christ has welcomed us, let us welcome each other in the name of Christ.
The Lord's Passover remembered. Exodus chapter 12, 1 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, you shall make count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. Will you please stand with us? We'll sing together.
us. Christ, servant to sinners, John 13, 1 through 15, and 31 through 35. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash, except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him, that was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do, just as I have done to you. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him at once. Little children, Yet a little while I am with you. 
you will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Well, as we come to this meal tonight, we're reminded again this this meal is like the one that Jesus has with his disciples. It's a Passover meal, that deeply significant event each year commemorating the Exodus, and in particular, the events that the, when the angel of death passed over the homes of the Jewish people. But before we come to this meal and what it means for the disciples and for you and for me, you know, I want to talk about uh, another meal that happened that week the night before, in a place just outside of Jerusalem. Mark says that, uh, that Jesus and the disciples, they come to and are dining at the home of Simon the leper. And this is just like Jesus, right? On his last days, he is eating with and among those who don't fit in, reclining with those who can't pick their reputations. Friends, I mean, this is good news. <laughs> it's good news. It's lived out in flesh and blood with a fork and a spoon and bread and wine. And this setup, it doesn't disappoint at all because Mark, he tells us that out of nowhere, silently and swiftly, a woman slips into the room. She enters into the company of men. And Mark doesn't just tell, tell us, he doesn't tell us her name or what she looks like, if she said anything, but he tells us what she was carrying, an alabaster flask of expensive perfume made of pure nard. And she breaks it open and pours it out over Jesus' head. And just in case we don't understand what's happening, we are told that this perfume, this flask, it is very, very costly. But she's carrying something that, that most families would cherish as a safety net. Something that they would hope to pass down unused to generation after generation. To, and maybe to, just to put it in perspective, something like this would have cost about a whole year's wage to purchase. And if you're really hard up, <laughs> you could sell it and get by until you could figure something out. So we should hear that in this woman's hands, as she walked into that room, she had all of her safety. She has all her security, everything that she had. But her security and her comfort are the farthest things from her mind in that moment, right? She, she broke the flask and she poured it over his head in a deep and, and filling and penetrating smell, it filled the room. Something beautiful and something rare and precious. 
And as soon as that smell, it hits the noses of the men in that room. They start doing the math. <laughs> I mean, that room, it blows up with indignant rage. Right? Well, why was the ointment wasted like that? The, the, the guys who had been with Jesus for years, who had hung on his very words like they were life. The guys who had eaten and laughed and done everything that he had done for the past few years. They smell that smell and they start doing math. They scold and they snort at this woman for her wasteful, embarrassing extravagance. This woman, she knows something about Jesus that they can't see. Because as hard as it is for them to see, as hard as, it, hard as it is for us to imagine, this moment wasn't ever about the money. I mean, this woman decided that Jesus is worth everything, all of my security, all of my comfort, that last bit of insulation that I have around me to protect me, he's worth absolutely everything. She knew that her own safety, her own security, all her money, all her carefulness, none of that was worth hanging on to in his presence. And she gladly pours it out in such an unrestrained, joyful love. And here's the thing. This is the one act of devotion and love done to Jesus on this final week this final week before the cross. It is, I mean, she alone, she understands and sees and knows the real truth about Jesus. You see, your actions, they point, they point to another, a more beautiful, a more costly, a more scandalous act that week. Jesus, not with ointments, but with the bread and the cup, with his body and with his blood. He's broken and he's poured out for you and for me. Jesus finds that people like you and me to, to be worth everything. And it is good news, right, that fills this whole room, that, that animates and invigorates this whole world. And it's the good news that we are right now invited at this table to see So if you, if you take that in, if you have put your faith in Christ, if you have in repentance and faith trusted in him to cover your sins, to make you whole, then come and eat in faith. Father, we thank you for this table, and we pray that you would set it apart from a common use to a sacred and holy one, and that you would come and by your spirit meet us to nourish us in our faith through this bread and wine. Ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to invite Augie to come up for our responsive liturgy. And in a similar way to the Jewish Passover tradition, Augie's going to ask us questions about the meaning of this meal. Why do we give thanks and praise before this table? We give thanks for God's work of creation, liberation, and salvation. It is indeed right, our duty and delight, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O holy Lord, eternal God, 
He created the heavens and earth and all that is in them. You made us in your own image, and in countless ways you show us your mercy. Therefore, with choirs of angels and the whole company of heaven, we worship and adore your glorious name, joining our voice in their unending praise. are yours, O holy God, for in your mercy you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ. He took, he took our human nature and suffered death on the cross for our redemption. There he made a perfect sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. We praise you that before he suffered and died, our Savior gave us this holy sacrament and commanded us to continue it until he comes again. Why do we eat bread at this table? On the night before he died, Jesus, he, he took the bread, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, take, eat, this is my body, given for you, do this in remembrance of me. Why do we drink from this cup at this table? The same night, Jesus took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of sins, do this in remembrance of me. What do we remember at this table? We remember God's gracious love for us, Christ's death and resurrection for us, and the Spirit's tender care for us. I invite you to come down uh, as the servers come forward, to come down the center row to receive both the, the bread and the cup, to go back on the sides to ask you to hold them until we've all been served, that we can eat and drink as one family.
Christ's body was broken to, to make us whole. Let us eat in faith. Christ's blood was shed to cover all of our sins. Let us drink in faith. We thank you, God, for this table, this table that you have invited us into, that you've given your life for us, for us in Christ. We give thanks in his name. Amen. Can we please stand with us and we'll sing together?
shadow of betrayal, Matthew 26, 20 to 25. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, is it I, Lord? He answered, he who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. transgressions, Lord, I know. I see my sin both day and night. Again. 
of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.